0: Nine out of 10 women will either have a lot of emotion come up or just flat out say, No, no, I don't feel any of those things. And the more we help them reconnect to their cyclical health, the more they connect to who they truly are, to this innate cycle that has been celebrated by cultures for thousands of years, everything shifts. For most of us, we go throughout our lives just learning to rue this, you know, five to seven days of the month, and we never see the connection or the possibility of empowerment during this time of the
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the show today. So I actually have another interview for you guys today, one that I think you will find really interesting. I actually recorded it a while ago before the um, pandemic hit and I've kind of just been sitting on it because it didn't really feel authentic in this space when things started to change in the beginning. But now that some of us are three and four weeks in to this new life, I really wanted to kind of get back to the sense of normalcy and not lose focus on our overall goals and my overall goal to bring you know, different content to the podcast and to shed light on subjects that I just don't feel are talked about enough and to kind of create that authentic, vulnerable space. And that has always been my goal with the podcast. So I wanted to show up today and start releasing some of these interviews that I recorded before life changed <laughs> as we knew it. And provide you with that content. Um, hopefully you guys have adjusted. You know, I'll keep doing my Mindful Monday tips and tricks. But I also wanted to hold some space on Thursdays to just get back to focusing on our goals and creating boundaries. And really giving ourselves permission to live the lives that we truly want to live. And that's been a game changer for me. Is to really give myself permission to look at everything in new light. So with that said, today's interview is with Cassandra Wilder. She is a naturopathic doctor and she's the leading expert in women's cycles and menstruation. So we get into all the details about what a naturopathic doctor is, what women's cycles really look like. We tear apart some myths and really just kind of dig in to all things Periods, menstruation, cycles. And I really wanted to take away some of the stigma that's around periods and really help women continue this journey of empowerment. And I love Cassandra. I love her podcast. She has an amazing podcast called the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. So I'm super excited to have her on the show. But we get real deep into all the things your four cycles are, what they mean, what you can expect, you know when it's time to see a doctor. We just really talk about all the things. So if you guys are interested in learning more about your bodies, learning to work with your body and not against it and really feel the call to learn how to feel empowered by this gift and change the way you feel about it and to, again, just use it to your advantage, then this episode is for you. I hope you enjoy. Today, guys, we have Cassandra Wilder with us. She's a fellow podcaster and the host of the Goddess Ceremony podcast, and I'm so excited for her to be here. How are you? So good. How are you, Katie? I'm doing great. I'm super excited for you to be here. So just a little introduction to the audience. We actually met through um, a group called Women Who Podcast, and it's really just a group of women who support each other in this journey of podcasting. So to start out, she's a fellow podcaster, and she's—do um, you say naturopathic
0: doctor or naturopath? Mm-hmm. Yep, naturopathic.
1: Okay, a naturopathic doctor with a focus on women's wellness, and really, your jam is helping high-achieving women avoid burnout by leaning into their cycles.
0: Exactly.
1: Okay, so to set this up, I'm sure that a lot of my audience isn't familiar with this. Is this is really new for me as well, and my goal on the podcast is to really introduce women to this new journey that that I'm on really of self awareness and personal development and just really all the things, all the things that no one will talk about. (laughs) So when I came across this concept of like empowered periods and empowered cycles and leaning into that, I was like, oh my God, my mind is blown. No one talks about this. And it really blows my mind. But before we go into that, Let's step back a second and tell us about being a naturopath. Because I feel like that comes up a lot, but no one really knows what it means.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. I often say when you're a naturopath, you have to develop a really good elevator speech because inevitably, like nine out of 10 people are going to be like, oh, cool, but what is that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so I'm used to it. Um, A naturopathic doctor is in essence a natural-minded physician, and so rather than prescribing medications, we generally do lifestyle changes like with nutrition or movement. Uh, We might do some supplementation, and we look at the entire body, so we don't compartmentalize like we do often in Western medicine, you know, where it's like This is who you go to for gut issues. This is who you go to for immune issues. We look at the entire person and seek to find the root cause of any imbalance. So it's more of a holistic approach to medicine. And it's so fun. It's like being a detective to see why the body is responding in a certain way
1: that's awesome so if somebody is a naturopath it's kind of can you have a naturopath instead of like a general physician so to speak
0: some people do I would say most of my clients have both um, okay because certainly there's a time and place for both
1: yeah no that's great that's great insight um, I do feel like you were saying like you kind of do this whole holistic vibe when people come to these appointments, How long can they expect them to be and what are, like, tell me some of the differences maybe between going to like your regular doctor versus a doctor like this, just so we can really set the stage for what people can expect.
0: Totally. People are often pretty surprised when they see a naturopath because consults are usually an hour to two hours long. And a lot of people have never experienced like a (laughs) a doctor that's present for that long. And so they're like, oh, you still want me to keep talking. Okay. And it's a really beautiful opportunity because we not only get to hear your entire health history from the moment you were born to now, but we also get to talk more about the emotional layer as well and start to piece together, you know, that stress component and what may be going on in your life. And really start to see you again as that whole person and then determine why the body is responding in this way. Because for most people, it's not just your diet. It's not just your movement. It's a whole other piece that's often missing when we, you know, go maybe to a normal doctor and we have seven minutes with them. There's just not enough time for that doctor to get that information.
1: Yeah. Do you think when you say like a whole other piece that's missing, is that oftentimes a mindset shift maybe?
0: It totally can be. I feel like mindset and the emotional layer really marry together. And so Mm -hmm. I do feel like that's the big chunk that's often missing. That's
1: awesome. So tell us a little bit, like back up, how did you get onto this path of knowing that you wanted to do this? And then we can lean into more of like where you specialize, like in women's wellness.
0: Totally. Well, I knew I wanted to be a naturopath when I was 12, so I had the insight very <laughs> early in life, That's and awesome. I was really intrigued at the idea of people being able to heal chronic diseases that, in a Western sense, we thought were incurable, and so, you know, seeing people in my life that maybe had type 2 diabetes or things, again, that we feel like are a life sentencing, reverse them, and for some reason, that always really resonated with me, like, if you give the body the right tools, it has the potential to heal itself, so that that sparked something in me. Um, So I went to school at the University of Utah and got my undergrad in health and nutrition, and that program was really good in a lot of ways, but it was also really disempowering in a lot of ways because it was very much based on you know like the food guide pyramid and (laughs) you know a very limited view of medicine, and it was so opposite from what I really wanted to do. So I remember finishing that program and thinking, well, maybe this was all a big mistake. Like maybe, maybe I should just change maybe I should go to business school like I don't know this wasn't what I thought it was going to be so I kind of put that on the back burner I left to go and travel for a year and then when I came back I was visiting the state of Michigan and by chance saw that they had a four-year naturopathic medical school there and so on a whim I applied and got in and it totally changed the trajectory of my entire life and I felt like that was where I found my people, right? People that had that Mm -hmm. same perspective that healing is possible. That's awesome. So
1: I am a huge fan of your podcast. And so like, since we've connected, like maybe a month ago, I've binged, listened. So I have tons (laughs) of fun questions. (laughs) I know so much. (laughs) Um, But for the audience who probably doesn't, so you did that and then you started and you immediately went into women's wellness or how did that kind of start up? And then- What were some of your aha moments when that kind of started?
0: Yeah, I always knew that I wanted to serve women. At this time, I was also starting to lead women's circles and women's workshops in the area in Michigan. And so I already knew that women were my specialty. But I I think it took me a long time to really specialize or really hone in because I had this lack perspective of I need to help everyone. And I don't want to limit myself. I don't want to niche down Um, I think it's such a common issue that we have as entrepreneurs, right? This fear of like, well, if I limit my my chances, then... I'm never going to help anyone. And it's so opposite. So for a long time, I dabbled with just about every type of person, children, men, you know, the elderly, trying to help anyone I could. And as soon as I finally got clear that my passion lied in helping women heal themselves, but specifically their hormones and their menstrual cycles, then everything fell into place. And then it was suddenly, wherever I went, it was like, oh, you're that woman that helps women with their periods. And I was like... Well, yes, I am. I um, know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yeah. So the big aha moment was as soon as I trusted that this was really my calling and this is what really brought me passion and this is what I felt like I was really good at doing, then everything else fell into place. So it's, it's been so beautiful.
1: No, that's awesome. All right. Well, so you said it. You are, and I believe your Instagram handle is the menstruation queen. <laughs>
0: yes. <right? laughs>
1: So let's jump in and then maybe kind of break down what that means to like have an empowered period or kind of like lean into your cycle.
0: Yes. So I know this is such a different topic for so many people, like you said, most of us received very little education when it comes to our menstrual cycles, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've heard all the stories, you know, I like to hear a woman's first experience with her first period because it can be really telling about how that relationship is now. So for a lot of us, you know, maybe it was very not exciting it was like you told your mom she handed you a pad it was that was the end of it that was it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or for some of us we had really traumatic experiences you know it's like of course that one day in fifth grade you wore white pants and that's the day you start and you know people are making fun of you like the, the most insane stories and then there are people too that by their own family or by someone they trusted were told that now you have the curse or now you you know, you are dirty or now you have Mm -hmm. sin or something like that. So there's like such a gamut, but all of it holds the same energy of disempowering of zero significance. And this is something that you have to deal with, not something you get to experience. And this is why I think for most of us, we go throughout our lives, just learning to rue this, you know, five to seven days of the month. And we never see the connection or the possibility of empowerment during this time of the month. So there's a huge correlation between a woman's cyclical health and her overall level of empowerment, her purpose, her ability to feel joy. And so, especially when I'm working with women that maybe have severe menstrual cycle irregularities or maybe they go years without even having a period, some of the main questions I like to ask them are, you know, on a scale of 1 to 10, how empowered would you say you feel? Do you feel like you have a clear purpose or direction in life? And do you feel like joy comes easy to you? And truly... Nine out of 10 women will either have a lot of emotion come up or just flat out say, no, no, I don't feel any of those things. And the more we help them reconnect to their cyclical health, the more they connect to who they truly are, to this innate cycle that has been celebrated by cultures for thousands of years, everything shifts. So there's a massive correlation. It's not like a woo-woo thing (laughs) to say like period power or whatever, but rather this is how you connect to that power center, that center in your pelvic bowl. That's amazing. I love what you said about
1: it's not something that you have to deal with. It's something you get to experience. I think there's so much power in that. There really is just so much power, I think, in like the feminine energy and just all the things our body can do and how in tune it is and things like that. And that's crazy. One of my big things for my show is to be completely raw and vulnerable and share all the things. So it's funny when you said like in fifth grade, when you started your period (laughs) and your white pants. So mine was sixth grade and it was white pants. And I remember my sister like freaking out because I wasn't on the bus in the afternoon. And she was like, oh my God, where's my sister? And then like the whole bus saying, oh, she started her period in her white pants.
0: (laughs) No. And that was like my big
1: trauma moment with that. So, oh my gosh. but I also think what you said was really interesting about asking women, you know, do you feel joy for me? When I started my self-awareness journey, I would say it started about six years ago when my husband and I had hit a really rough patch in our marriage, mm. but I had put so much effort into rebuilding the marriage. I wasn't really putting effort into myself. And when I really got super serious in the last year and hired a coach and did all the things, my big go-to was. My why was like, I want to be able to experience joy daily because Mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like because as a woman, I have never given myself permission to do that, especially after having kids, because now you've totally put yourself on the back burner. Well, in my case, not once, but twice (laughs) (laughs) between them and then my husband. So I think it's amazing that you said that there's this big correlation and this part has come up a lot in my community. And then it's funny how things, you know, there no, no coincidence. I can't even talk that things <laughs> start connecting. Right. So it's like, come yeah. up in my community. And then we connected on the podcast site. And I was like, all the signs are like coming up. So you start leaning into it. So I think that's amazing. Um, but can you talk a little bit more about that? And really, when I hear the word cycle, and I think this happens for a lot of other people too, they really think it's only those like five to seven days during the month. But it's really like your 28 day cycle. And I don't know if this part is true or not, but I had heard that like feminine energy is kind of like this 28 day cycle, where like a male energy is this 24 hour cycle that they go on and we're totally different. Can you lean into a little bit about like what that means and maybe what those four weeks look like or what women can
0: expect? Oh, that's such a good question. So good. So, yes, women have a 28 to 29 and a half day cycle typically it could be a little different you know some of us might have longer or shorter cycles but it is such a true misconception that we hear the word cycle and we think of our period Mm -hmm. and really there are these three other phases throughout the month that are equally as significant they're just a little more subtle so when we look at that we have our menstrual cycle we have our follicular phase which is when our body is starting to increase in hormones and get ready for ovulation we have our ovulation peak which is when You know, we're a fertile myrtle where (laughs) our libido tends to be really high. We tend to have a lot of energy. And then we have the luteal phase as we start to dip back down towards menstruation. The big misconception is that we are meant to be constant. We are meant to show up the same every single day. Our energy level should be the same we're really put into this box in that we're supposed to operate in more of a masculine world. And like you said, the masculine energy does move through all these phases, but they do that in a 24 hour period. So they have peak productivity times. They have better times to rest, but they do that in one day, which is why they tend to be these like really constant forces of just like going and doing and creating. It's beautiful. That's, in alignment with the masculine energy, the feminine. On the other hand, we have this way spread out cycle of that, and so we might have a week of really low energy around our period where we don't want to talk to anyone, we don't mm-hmm. want to look at anyone, we <laughs> just want to be in our own thing. You know, we want to take care of ourselves, nourish ourselves, rest, and so this is where we see so many women burn out, especially those of us that have worked in the corporate world even as an entrepreneur, you know, where you feel like you have to do more to create more, you have to hustle, Mm -hmm. you got to kill it. You got to, you know, again, these are all very masculine words. And then we wonder why we hit this total brick wall of overwhelm where we're like, I give up. I don't want to do this. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. And it's because we're trying to force ourselves into a pattern that was never meant for us. So when I work with a lot of women, a lot of my clients tend to be entrepreneurs There's so much wisdom in teaching them how to track their monthly cycle so that they know their innate productivity patterns. So they know the time of the month when podcast interviews are a great idea, when (laughs) doing really social things or leading a retreat or an event are great. And other times of the month where truly the most productive thing they can do is rest and take care of themselves and reflect. So I know it's really different for a lot of us because again, we've been so programmed in this go, go, go mentality, Mm -hmm. but there's so much wisdom in learning to soften and listen to your own body.
1: Yeah, I think there's so much power in that when I first was introduced to that, I guess it was about last summer, I was like, my whole mind was blown. I was like, all we're doing is working against ourselves, every opportunity we get. Yeah. And that's been a really big thing for me is like regaining my power and learning like where those opportunities are that I've been giving it away. And my big aha for me is, you know, I always considered myself like this bold personality. So I wouldn't give my power away. You know, I would never Mm. do that. And then when I sat back and looked, I was like, yes, I do. I do it every chance I get. And then Mm. layer this on top of it. And I was like, oh my God, all I've ever done is work against myself. No wonder I'm not really, truly happy inside, even though I've created this amazing life because I haven't really married it up to me, my cycle and what I really want So going back to that a little bit, can you break down maybe like the four different weeks and like what people can expect? Like you were saying, like there's certain weeks, high energy where, you know, you should schedule podcast interviews or big interviews at work or things like that, or big presentations versus the other weeks and kind of like walk us through all four
0: Totally, totally. So the first phase is your follicular phase. So that's that phase between menstruation and ovulation. You could think of this time of the month as like the feeling of spring. You know, your menstrual triumph can be kind of like winter. It's very introverted, very, you know, internal. When we come into our follicular phase, it's kind of like suddenly our energy starts to lift. We suddenly feel more extroverted. We feel like we want to be a little more present in the outside world for any entrepreneur, or really anyone, this is the best time of the month to set your monthly intentions. So shout out to all my fellow to-do list friends, <laughs> people <laughs> yes. that like love all the planners. And the planners. <laughs> the best. Yeah, like this is the time of the month to prep everything that you want to do this month. If you manifest, this would be a great time to do that. It's a great time to think of your intentions and what you want to accomplish in this coming season. And as your energy starts to lift, you're going to feel more more of that momentum in achieving all of this. By the time you hit your ovulation time, that is the peak time of your energy levels. You're going to feel incredibly extroverted. This is the time to go, 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 make it happen and really create, do, be extremely present. So this is the time of the month where you could put in a 12 hour day and probably feel just fine because you're so energized by what you're doing and creating. So a great time for any of those extroverted business kinds of things like a launch or a giveaway, um, podcast interviews, events, anything like that. This is that peak time to do it. When you start to dip back down into your luteal phase as you prepare for menstruation, most of us feel a pretty significant drop where it's like everything is bright and glorious and then suddenly we start to slowly move back in. So again, we can think of this like fall. Everything's starting to pull within, decay, relax, rest. So this is a great time to start to close out everything from the month So if you set all these goals and intentions start to complete them and finish them This is a good for especially um, people like us that are very you know ambitious and do a lot have a lot on our plates yeah. we might find that we tend to have these like to-do list items that linger month after month after month like they kind of are forever in this mm-hmm. like 75 percent done zone. This is good for us because this is that time where we do have to put in the effort to finish them complete them get things off of our plate and start to slowly take care of our, ourselves. And then by the time we hit the menstrual time of our month, this is our most introverted time. This is a time when our energy levels are going to be very low. And this is not a time to be overly social, to be out in the world. This is our time to rest and reflect. And that's going to be different for everyone. You know, in a perfect world, we could all like take a three to five day vacation and <laughs> yeah, that you know, be like, bye kids, <laughs> bye work, Yeah. See ya. See ya. <laughs> Yeah. But it's really about the little things you do. So maybe that's going home an hour early from work. Maybe that's having your kids go to a friend's house so you can take a bath. It's the little mm. things you do that make a big difference so that your energy can start to recuperate.
1: I like that. I That's one of my big things I've learned I'd say like in the last month is it's the simple things. I was... And mm-hmm this might be masculine energy, I'm not sure, but I was always so convinced that everything had to be grand and over the top. And what I'm really learning is it's actually the simplest things that can make Mm -hmm. the biggest difference when you step back. Yes, yes. But I love what you just said about um, spring and summer and fall and winter, because especially here on the East Coast, we definitely have all four of those seasons. So you can really try to visualize that and lean into that like okay Mm -hmm. so flowers are blooming you're starting to come alive now you're high energy that's a great great analogy to start wrapping your head around it
0: yes exactly
1: so I would assume then that kind of like exercising kind of falls in that same kind of vein it sounds like you know when you're in that beginning phase your cardio exercises hit exercises work and then as you start to dwindle down
0: more restorative like yoga exactly exactly so especially during your menstrual time i have met a few people that genuinely feel like they feel good on their yeah. cycle you know doing like a hard intense workout but for the most the vast majority of people doing something more restorative is going to feel better
1: feel better really just tune in so it makes you feel good
0: right? exactly, That's exactly.
1: imagine that right <laughs> <laughs> If someone gave you permission to do that, what would you do? You're right, exactly. <laughs> That's great. So if someone's mind is completely blown, because I'm sure somebody's mind is completely blown. I know the first time this was introduced to me, I was like, really? I've never heard of that. And like, How could I be almost 40 years old and has never heard this before in my life? So if someone's mind is completely blown, what are like a few simple tips that you'd like to share, maybe like you would do with a new client to kind of get them thinking in this way as they start to really lean into what they want and how they can begin to empower themselves.
0: Yeah. So one really important big thing is they can start to track their own cycle. And whether you're on birth control or not, this is a really great thing to do. You can get a free app on your phone and just start to notice when you're menstruating and therefore when you're ovulating, and you can start to piece together this this four-week period so that you know how to plan your life, so that you know if you have a business, when to be more productive, if you you know, are planning a big trip or something like that. It'll just help you know maybe the better time to start to do that. Just that awareness is incredibly empowering for a lot of us because we all know when we menstruate. <laughs> Yeah, but the other time of the month can be a little hazy, right? We don't really know what's going on, especially if we're on birth control since we don't really have to think about the ovulation time per se. Yeah. So that's a big thing. Um, I love recommending teas for people to help them start to regulate their cycle and have more health and vitality, especially in their blood. So red raspberry leaf tea is my favorite for that. It is so nutritive. It tones the uterus. It's very relaxing for the body. So especially if you have terrible cramping. This is to mm-hmm. your new best friend. So you can drink that during your menstrual cycle or all month long to help to gently uh, release the body's need for cramping and contracting. Um, lastly, I think a big lesson is just learning how to give your body permission to feel what it's feeling. So rather mm-hmm. than, you know, being mad at yourself because you don't want to go to your kid's soccer game or, you know, just mm-hmm. feeling... Like you would rather stay home on the couch. Maybe dive into that a little bit more and ask yourself why. Look at where you're at in your cycle and see if you can give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling.
1: That's amazing. I like that a lot. Um, When you mention apps, is there any certain app that you prefer or that you like to tell people
0: to use? Yeah, my favorite is Life. It just felt okay. normal and it's free and it's such a good app. It's so nice to be able to just peek at it and know exactly where you're at. Where you're at. And you
1: said red raspberry leaf tea mm-hmm. and then you can drink that all month. That was going to be my question. Is it good yes. at certain times or all month? or
0: Especially if you have like severe cramping or that kind of cramping where you don't want to get out of bed. I would drink it all month. If you have more moderate symptoms, then you could just wait until your actual period and then drink it.
1: Awesome. Now I'm a huge tea drinker. Are there any other um, teas that you recommend for any other phases?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So after your menstrual cycle, you can drink nettle leaf tea. It's a really great one. It's full of minerals and nutrients. So especially when you bleed, obviously you're losing a huge Mm -hmm. amount of nutrients, especially iron. And generally when I see clients that don't have regular cycles, it's because they don't have enough iron. So if we can make sure that we're replenishing that immediately after every cycle. So good. Um, During the ovulatory time, a really nice herb is Vitex or chase tree berry. Okay. And this is usually more of a tincture, which is an an alcohol extraction with the little dropper bottles you might see like at the health food store. But this is lovely for balancing your hormones, for increasing libido, for helping fertility. So it's such a good herb. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's the best. And then I really like um, motherwort during the luteal phase. And again, this is usually a tincture because it's extremely bitter. So if you get a tea, you might regret it. (laughs) Uh, But just lovely. It's called motherwort because in herbalism, they thought of it as like a big mama hug. Like very, just like nourishing and maternal and really gentle to help you start to relax.
1: That's awesome. I like that. See, I'm like a huge planner and I like to put things in boxes, even though I have this whole creative side too. So I think it's interesting how you can really lean in and to help your body with the different weeks and maybe send yourself a signal of like, hey, yes. this week I'm doing this. So I know that I can lean into something. So I think that's great to have different options. So I know there's people whose minds are blown, but I also know someone's listening right now and they're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like they may have started to hear some of this stuff going on, maybe in other podcasts or things like that. So if someone's just starting to get interested, what would you say are like some of the next steps that they can take or some of the other things they can start looking into? Like, I don't even know, like different retreats or maybe there's a book that they should read or just any other resources maybe that they should look into.
0: Mm, That's a great question. Well, if you have any severe menstrual disorders, so if you have large clots, if your cycle is super irregular, if your blood tends to be very dark or mucousy, if your cycle is just irregular, or if you have extreme pain, those are all things that I would say you do want to see someone. Let's say you want to find a naturopath or more of a holistic OBGYN that's not going to just recommend birth control since sadly that doesn't help anything that actually typically makes cycle problems a lot worse. Um, so if you do have any of those severe symptoms that are you can tell your body saying, "Hey, something's not right. I need a little support to get those addressed sooner than later, that's not the kind of stuff to wait on. So that would be the biggest suggestion. Um, in terms of other resources, there are so many great books out there. One of my favorites is Womb Wisdom. So it's mm-hmm. a really that great book. Good. If you're, yeah, wanting to learn more again about maybe the spiritual side or the energetic side of healing and how the body processes trauma and how that affects our cycles, super super interesting. Um, if you're a little more linear or like things a little more science based, I so hear you. Women's body, women's wisdom is like the Bible of anyone that does women's health in the world. Um, it is like the biggest book you've ever seen. It's like eight hundred pages, but it is so fascinating. And again really nice. It's written by an MD. And so it's really helpful if you're wanting to learn why your hormones do a certain thing throughout the month or what, again, the significance is in in all of this.
1: That's awesome. And then when they've done all that, then they can find you and then you will help them out in the next step.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) But Before we go there, I want to back up one second. You mentioned birth control. So I feel like that's a whole different episode (laughs) by itself. Yeah. But If anyone's listening and maybe they've been introduced to this concept of like really leaning in and they want to take some of their power back and they want to go off of birth control. Um, And I mean, a lot of women have been on it for years, like 10 years, 20 years, as soon as they were like in high school and maybe started having issues. What is something that, like, do you have any tips if someone comes in and they say, hey, I'm looking maybe to start getting off of the pill? Is there anything I should do to safely start transitioning your body?
0: Yes, so that's a really good question. A lot of women want to get off of birth control, but they want to do it the right way. They've maybe started to learn more about the side effects of birth control and they're ready to do it in a healthy way. The nice thing with birth control is you don't need to come off of it slowly. It's not like some medications that require you to slowly uh, taper off. Instead, you can stop taking it, though. I would always recommend, of course, talking to your physician and making sure that's the right choice for you. Uh, The biggest thing, especially with the pill, is you're going to need to massively remineralize your body. So We know the pill depletes heavily the body of magnesium, iron, zinc, and B vitamins, as well as vitamin C. And so... If you don't recuperate that, likely your cycle is never going to come back normally. Your cycle will probably never look really healthy and it'll probably be super irregular. So that's the biggest thing. Make sure you're regulating that. And then depending on the type of birth control, you may want to cleanse or detox some of the excess hormones that you put in. So especially if you've been on birth control for more than a few years, it is a big, big opportunity to address it holistically so that it doesn't manifest into a chronic problem.
1: And then that would be where someone should come visit a naturopath or talk to their physician about how to start getting those minerals back into their body and or detox.
0: Yeah, exactly. A naturopath is probably the best option. Most OBGYNs aren't, edu- you know, they're not taught this kind of stuff in medical school. And so, yes. um, but there are many that are are doing their own research and becoming more integrative. So yes, find someone that you really resonate with that you feel like has your you know, that wants to, to support you in both doing this medically and holistically, and you'll, you know, get the support that you need.
1: Yeah, no, that's a great answer. I really like that. It, I think making sure that person resonates with you is such a big deal. <laughs> yeah. And I say that joking, but truly, I think when people go to doctor's offices, sometimes they don't even feel empowered to say, I don't think I resonate with this doctor, you know, can I get a different doctor or even just switch practices completely. Um yeah. And I think even something as simple as that of giving yourself power to do that, I mean, is empowerment by itself. If you don't resonate, you do not have to stick with them, even if you resonated with them before, but maybe you're at a different point in your life. It's okay. You can find whoever really you trust that is guiding you in the direction that you want to go in now.
0: Exactly. Amen. We have to look at doctors like we look at any other practitioner. You know, If you went and got a massage that you didn't like, would you keep going back to the massage therapist? No. You'd be like, I don't, I don't want to work with you anymore. If you went and worked with a real estate agent that didn't do what you wanted them to do, you wouldn't work with them. But we get stuck in this idea that doctors are, are holier than thou, and we don't want to offend them or make them mad. And yeah, just a reminder, your partnership with your doctor is meant to be just that, a partnership, not a dictatorship.
1: That's really good. I think that's really powerful. And yeah, the only reason I even have come to this was my daughter had some issues when she was little and I really learned how to be her advocate and really stand up for her in that situation. Because if I wasn't getting the answers I needed, I was going to find them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that analogy though. Like you wouldn't go to the same person that did your nails if you didn't think they did a good job. This is no (laughs) different. (laughs) This is so much more important. That's amazing. So what are some of the things that you are in today? So this is totally your jam. You work with women all the time. Um, what are some of the new and exciting things that you have going on in your world? If people are, are like in love with you, their mind is blown. They're like, oh my <laughs> God, I didn't even know this existed. I need more and I need more. Obviously you have the Goddess Ceremony podcast, but what other kind of really cool things are you doing?
0: Yeah, well, we do retreats, which are super epic, especially for those of us that maybe feel a little burnt out or just need that space to come back to who we are. So it's a nice opportunity to, you know, stay in a beautiful luxury lodge, have all organic meals made for you, and then have that opportunity to connect with like-minded women. Really, these retreats are so life-changing because they allow us to change pace and really reconnect to ourselves. So I always love leading the retreats. We always do 10 or so a year around the world. And then I'm so excited. In the last few months, I've started to do three-month containers with my clients. So in the three months, we worked together six times, and I'm seeing just the most incredible transformations to really make sure they have all the support they need. Um, And so within three menstrual cycles, we're seeing just things that... um, That many people would tell you is not possible in terms of healing and regulation and vitality in how these women are bleeding. So it's so exciting. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that I nerd out about, obviously. (laughs) I love it. But yeah, it feels so good.
1: I love it. I think um, one of the biggest thing people underestimate is a like minded community that mm. has been a game changer for me in the last six months. I didn't even realize how much I was craving community until I was introduced to one. And even the other night, I was my husband has an opportunity to join a like-minded community. And at first he was kind of hesitant. And I was like, I it will change your whole mind. It will literally change the way you just see the world. Having support from people who aren't necessarily in it for anything other than to support you is a literal game changer.
0: Yes, amen.
1: It's amazing. So this is amazing. I feel like there's so many good things in here. I can't wait to go back and listen and take my own notes. <laughs> but, so I just kind of want to kind of leave it here because I feel like there's a lot of gems in there, but what is the one thing that you would want to leave the audience with today?
0: Hmm. To remember that the path to empowerment or the path to remembering who you are is through your cyclical health. So rather than resisting or fighting your own innate patterns, see if there is you know, wisdom or tools that can really nourish you in listening to your body. So by creating space to honor your cyclical health and to honor the fact that you are a cyclical being, you will find the path forward to feel in alignment with yourself.
1: That's beautiful. Thank you. And where can everybody find you and all this amazing information about your retreats and your three month containers and all that goodness?
0: Yes. Yeah, so if you want to tune into the podcast or learn about the retreats, that's all at goddessceremony.com. And if you'd like to work one-on-one with me, that's at CassandraWilder.com.
1: That's so awesome. Thank you so much for doing this podcast with me today. It was amazing.
0: Yes. Thank you, Katie.